I'm Moira Sater. Um, the first time I ever experienced any stigma in my life with addiction uh, was during my son's uh, struggle with drugs, uh, which spanned 13 years. I was very reluctant to talk about it uh, with anybody other than my husband and my two other sons. Um, I just was really afraid about what people would think of me, um, that I'd be viewed as a failure. Um, everybody else seemed to have kids that were very successful and doing all the things, um, going to college and um, never had any problems with drugs, so I was really afraid of what they would think of me. Um, and then um, I've had several different experiences with stigma. Um, there was an incident in our own family that um, was very painful. A uh, sister-in-law of mine was collecting money for um, my mother-in-law's 80th birthday gift, and she had misplaced some money, and she had accused my son that he had taken it. And I was stunned when she accused him, and I thought, well, why would you think that he had done that? And she had um, said, well, he is um, an addict, and I'm sure he is a thief and steals things. Too. And I was just, I really came unglued. Um, and it was very painful that she would think that of her own nephew. Um, so that was very difficult, and it was hard for him to accept that his own family uh, thought that of him. Um, why don't you talk to me about why you decided to create the organization? Well, what, what um, the function is. I, about two weeks after Bobby died, um, I went back to work and realized very quickly that I didn't feel like I belonged doing that anymore. I'm a registered nurse, and uh, I had worked for this practice for 17 years. I'd been practicing nursing for 37 years. And, um, you know, I really felt pulled to to do something to help people in the community. And so I went and sat in my son's room, and I thought, you know, what did I wish I had that uh, when we were going through Bobby's addiction? Um, and I thought two things. I wished I had somebody to talk to who really understood what I was going through because I really didn't think I could talk to my friends about it. They didn't really get it. Um, and the other thing was an easy way to find help because I felt like I would spend hours and days on the computer searching. And it took me to places all over the United States and nothing locally. So I decided to start Come As You Are, which is a substance abuse prevention nonprofit and and just to connect anybody who's been impacted by addiction to support and treatment resources, um, and also to raise funds in the community to support local prevention programs, which really is exciting. That's what we do a lot of, and we have our big fundraiser in September, and we've been very successful, and we've got all kinds of programs in place in the community, so it's been great. It's very rewarding. What would you say would be something that could attack the problem of stigma as far as how, how, would you, how do you approach that and try and spread education and understanding?
Well, that's a tough one. Um, I think definitely what the paper has done uh, has really educated the community on how much of a problem we have in our own community. Um, the a recent article with um, pictures of different people who have passed away in our community, um, very promising young people talking about what they did with their lives, putting a face on um, on addiction and realizing that, you know, this really could be anybody's child, brother, sister. Um, I think the more we talk about it and the more people that come forward um, and talk about it, because I knew when my son died, I was going to tell people how he died because I thought that was important and not hide behind it. We're never going to get anywhere unless we speak out about it and we're really open about it. So that was important to me. Falkir.com